more than just a pretty face in their closet podcast with lisa l moore and i'm your host l moore l's podcast discusses how we feel on the inside versus what is displayed on the outside these trendsetters challenge you to declutter your mind and alter the way you think join the conversation as l speaks with guests about couture careers fashion love and labels i just want to say you are always so supportive i remember from the first time when i did that first keynote my agenda is to make well known of the many talented women that i have been blessed to meet and collect over the years out of the box dialogue sure to leave a mark on your soul this is in their closet podcast in their closet. I'm your host, Elle Moore, and today we're joined by the Champagne Wives podcast. Hey. hey. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. The Champagne Wives podcast is a place where girlfriends can chat, laugh, and hatch plans together to conquer the world, all while sipping champagne. These ladies discuss how their experiences as wives, mothers, and entrepreneurs, and HR professionals have shaped and fueled their pursuit to have it all. Welcome, ladies. I am so excited to talk with you guys today. So are we. Very We're so excited so. to be here. <laughs> Champagne Wives podcast. I mean, the name itself sells me. <laughs> I mean, sells a lot of people. Right. Champagne and a big old diamond ring. There Come, on. Come on. <laughs> I met you guys at um, Adam's podcast, the Cultural Distinct podcast. I was mm-hmm. coming right. in to do a show. I think you guys were leaving. Mm-hmm. So let's just get down to the nitty gritty. Of course. Are you guys from Houston? No, so I am originally from the New Orleans area. Okay. And I know Adam because he and I went to Southern University together. Okay. And so Adam is just like family. And when she and I kind of went on this mission to start a podcast, he was the first person that I reached reached out to. And so he was so instrumental in like getting us started. He is the one who gave us that name. He was like, y'all need to call yourselves. Oh, yeah. 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 Knowing knowing me and knowing our personality. So yeah, he's family. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not from Houston either. I'm actually from Connecticut, so born in Queens, New York, raised in Connecticut, and have moved to Charlotte, and then now here in Houston, I've been here for about 12 years. So did either one of you have like a radio history background or communications background, or what got you into podcasting? I know the story, but we're going to tell it. Right, yes. let's tell the story. Let's tell it. So none of us, we, neither of us have a background in radio or broadcasting or anything like that. But tell the no. story, Kels. Do you want to tell the story? Yeah, tell the tell story. The story. Okay, so, okay, so no, my background, I actually have a, my bachelor's degree is in marketing, and then my master's is in human resources management. Well, actually business. So I have an MBA with a concentration in HR. Come on, MBA. With HR. <laughs> I love to see it. <laughs> Black MBAs. We love it. You're, you're yes, we do. You're tripping me up. You know <laughs> when I already put that on the air. Stop it. Okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so I have an MBA with a concentration in human resource management. And so, um, I don't know, like it just came about one day, she and I um, kind of sparked up this friendship. And so, to tell that story, we have to tell the backstory. So she's my neighbor. She lives across the street mm-hmm. and she lived across the street from, from me for years. She was in the neighborhood first. Me and my family moved in afterwards mm-hmm. and we would see each other. And but hold on. Just... There's a lot of talking going on right now. And I feel like when we are behind a mic, we're supposed to 
Oh, pop, pop a, a bottle. bottle. Yes, we, bo- oh, we oh, brought. Oh, what is bottle. this right here? Yes. Okay. I thought this was some branding. Yeah, no, no it's not branding <laughs> yet, child. Yet. Goals. We are gonna actually <laughs> pop this. We're gonna we pop are. the bottle. It would be the Champagne Wives podcast. Oh my I love the Champagne Wives podcast already. I will get going and okay, you get that story. Yes, it's Moet. Wow, Nicole gets the bottle open and popped. So we lived across the street from each other for years, and we would do like the church wave you know how when you walk in in the church and like are you late and you just you know trying to put up the two fingers and you don't disturb people but you're trying to speak to your people so we would do that for years and then covid happened and she um she had a parade they were doing you know people for people's birthdays they would do like outdoor parade my line sisters she's a part of a sorority okay and so her line sisters came through and did the parade and my daughter she was like mommy let's go outside and see what what they're doing she had cabin fever and i was just like no because see me I, i'm chill. right gotta I, be careful I, I, not what even you, that like i don't even like associate with people back then right. I'm, I'm more i'm much more extroverted wow. back then i was just like i don't know her like no we'll just peek cold. through the blinds exactly we'll peek through the blinds i'll say hi on my way out but that's about it so you know to oblige my daughter and i was just like okay let's just go see <laughs> so we go outside and of course you know they're doing their thing and um that sounds amazing. That was perfect. Bubble. Every episode, that's the sound. <laughs> that's the sound. And that's it's not a sound that? effect. It's the real thing. That's the real thing. You did that perfectly. I, I don't know how we drink every episode. We really need to reconsider this. We need And this is why effect. we work out four days a week. We have to. There's no other option. There's no other option. To make a long story short, went outside and, you know, said hi and said, after your friends leave, your line sisters leave, let's do a toast. I'm going to bring out some tequila. Do you like tequila? Do. She was like, absolutely. I was like, okay, I got the best tequila for you. Mm-hmm. So went back inside, like promised, her, her line sisters left, came outside with my tequila. She, myself, and I think my husband mm-hmm. did a shot together. From there, we were like, let's just sit on, you sit on your side of the street. I sit on my side of the street. Let's just come out for a happy hour and oh my drink gosh. wine. And that really kicked off the friendship. And yes. it went from zero to 100. Zero to 100 real quick. And, wow. and that's how the idea from the podcast came about because we found out that we one had so many things in common and we really were, I don't know, it was just such a hilarious, organic, organic funny yeah, friendship. Really well, cheers. 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 <laughs> I love the way this podcast mm-hmm. is starting up mm-hmm. already. <laughs> We play no games. Literally the only Champagne way. is my oh, favorite. It mines ourselves. And you know what? They have a lot of fancy champagnes, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to lie. Moet is one of my favorites. Probably yeah. my top five. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Moet, yeah. same. definitely. Yeah. Vuvu uh, for real. Ooh. Yep, for yeah, real. I love that one too. It depends. It's one and two. This has actually become two. I didn't like it at first, but now I really like it. So this is actually number two. Okay. And what would be number one? Vuv? Oh, Vuv. Yeah. For sure. Love. I did the last year I went and did their picnic. Have you guys went to, no. they have one in New York and then they have one in LA. LA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we want to do that. Yes. We and that would be out so our 2023 cool. um, yes. event. So Challenger. Is it, let's, let's back back. Is it Vuv or Vuv? Because I thought it was Vuv, like love. Yeah, that's what they told me. It's like love. Vuv. Yeah, Vuv. Vuv. Yeah. yeah. But people be like, when I say Vuv in restaurants and stuff, they, they're like, correct. Vuv. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they don't know. They don't know. Yeah, no, they, they don't, don't know. know. I grew up pronouncing it Vuv, but then when I met you, you said 
said Vuv, and then yes. I was like, oh, okay, so it's Vuv. And so yeah. I've been saying Vuv, but then every once in a while I slide back into Vuv. Vuv, me yeah. too, just to like not go against. Right. Just like, to let people yes. know I know both. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I can <laughs> do it both ways. Right. Right. So when we went ways. to the event, I made sure to ask them, like, how, you know, this is their event. How do I say this? Yeah. And they said Vuv, Cli, Co. Vuv, Cli, Co. Okay. Vuv, Cli, So it's Vuv, Cli, Co. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it, because it looks like click quack or yeah. something like right. that. I know the click co, but I just don't know <laughs> I love both. Yeah, silent Q. So now y'all know how to pronounce, pronounce the vote. Yes, do. <laughs> do you though? Because people pronounce it all kind of way. I have somebody right. who knows I like champagne. She called it the click clap. The click yeah. clap. And I know exactly hey, what she's talking right. about. As long as we are toasting champagne, right. we exactly. know what she's talking about. As long as we got the coin to buy it and we're toasting, it doesn't matter, right? Right. Exactly. Call it what you want. All I love. <laughs> right. Call it what you want. So yeah, like this, honestly, this is a, a very organic. unique and organic um, pairing because neighbors naturally become close just because, you know, lives start to mesh because kids' Mm -hmm. schedules start to mesh. But um, in the short amount of time, because we've only really been friends for, like, two years, but I've said to her, I was like, try doing life without me. Wow. (laughs) She threatened me. She's like, try, "Try, bitch. You stuck stuck for life. You guys started a whole business together. That's how close you are. Yeah. Uh Yeah. A podcast discussing all kinds of topics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of getting to know each other at the same time while doing it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So have you guys run into (laughs) topics where you're like, I didn't know you felt like that. All the time. Okay. All good. the time. Yeah. yeah. We so we have very differing approaches and and opinions on a lot of things in life, and that's the beauty of it. We meet each other where the other person is, mm-hmm. and I don't try to bring her over to my side. She doesn't try to bring me over to her side. I'm more of an extrovert. I am more of a gregarious, high energy individual. You're more of an introvert, but more you're reserved. like, you're, yeah, more reserved, but you are, you're coming yeah. to the yeah. other side, child. You're definitely, you're definitely coming out of I here. She is. From peeking from behind the blinds. Oh, yes. definitely. Toasting champagne on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, you're doing go. good, girl. Definitely. Look, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up with Nicole. And like, it's, literally. And it's funny because I'm a little older than her, but not by much. Don't try and play me. But <laughs> it's never. Not you, but the, the audience. Yes, because I'm older than both of us. Don't play <laughs> Any of us here. And we look amazing. Yes. 40 wear. Um, so, you know, a little older than her, but, you know, I always do feel that I learned so much from her. And this friendship, we, we, we've we talked about it extensively, but this friendship has just been such a, a, pivotal, a pivotal and important friendship for me to have. And I've learned so much about myself mm-hmm. through her and through this friendship and then, obviously, through the conversations that we're having. And no, we don't agree on a lot of things. Oh, we, we fight. We fight. Oh, we I fight. love it. We fight. I want to I want to dive into some of the topics later that I've listened to on your podcast. We're definitely going to get into some of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I want to ask you, um, with the way that you guys came together, who manifested this? Because somebody thought about this. Oh, yeah. We didn't get to that part of the story. We didn't. Flying in the bed. <laughs> I'm just chilling, lying in the and bed. And I am on the sofa. Yeah, and I'm I'm watching reality beep TV smut in my, my bedroom. And I get a text, baby, we should do a podcast. We should start a podcast from Kelly. And I said, okay. <laughs> that was it. It was that simple. It was that simple. And then literally within 
like a week we were at the culturally distinct studio mm-hmm. promoing it talking about it and then we like were she's, we're literally yin and yang so yeah. i am like the thinker i will think <laughs> and think and overthink and she is the executioner yeah i'm so the she doer will do. so i will mm-hmm. come out with an idea she will bring it to fruition. That's the Virgo Taurus energy <laughs> for sure. Yes, I love that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Like that is that is our energy really on every, on everything. On everything. I like that you guys are opposites because it does help. Mm. It, it helps it. I don't want to say opposites, but it does help that you have different personalities. You complement each other. Yes, mm-hmm. because you you even though you have some things that you're different about, you also have things that you're very much alike. Right. Exactly. But I do like that you're very confident in your differences. You're able to work around those differences. And so I guess when I when I speak about the manifestation, I definitely know the podcast is probably the fruition of that coming together. But this female friendship, this black woman friendship, mm-hmm. you know, these two wives that came together to do business together, mm-hmm. this is not just like a business. This is not just a podcast. This friendship, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen all the time. No. And, and, you know, black women, like we love our girls, but it doesn't always work out that right. way. Yeah. How so did true. you both have the mindset to say we could be friends? Like, were you, was that something that was missing? Was that something that just kind of worked its way? Because I am an introvert, like Mm -hmm. I'm an extrovert introvert Mm -hmm. is what they tell me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I love socializing with women. I don't like everybody to be my friend. Mm -hmm. And it takes a while for me to hang out with someone and say, we could be friends. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whereas you guys kind of had a nice drink, had been observing for mm-hmm. a little while. Yeah. And then when it finally came together, you said like, this could be something serious. Yeah, yeah. very much so. But And we, honestly, we had no choice. Like we were locked up in the pandemic. That's so true. the fact that you lived across the street and I got along with you and we had similar interests and we laughed a lot. And in our first conversation, we, we said, we'll just meet for an hour. You'll be on your side of the street. I'll be on my side of the street. Bring your yard, your oh, yard chairs. It just dawned on me. That's why yeah. y'all are saying we're going right. to stay on our, our side, side of, of the street. street. Because we're still quarantined. Right, COVID, right. Yes. exactly. Oh yes. So, you know, that one hour discussion turned into like a four hour yes. getting bitten up by mosquitoes oh, conversation. Yeah, like, like, girl, we got to go. We got to go. Like laughing. And then... That turned into, okay, well, why don't you come on over? I had a, I have a pool. And so it was, why don't you come on over, bring the kids, they'll swim. And as the summer progressed, we probably saw each other out of the seven days of the week, like five of the seven days of the week. And wow. our kids would play yeah. and get to know each other. And because so we knew that we, we were, it was like we were quarantined together. Right. You know, we were, she was in my bubble. Yeah. So it was like a bubble. <laughs> right. Exactly. And right. so, whereas you may have been isolated from other friends and family due to the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, we were right there across the street. And so, when everybody else was kind of isolated or in their own bubble, yeah. that was our bubble. And yeah. so, we got along great. Our husbands got along really well, and our children mm-hmm. got along really well. So yeah. it just I the mean, stars it, lined it up for y'all. Yeah, that. yeah, definitely. Because felt I've met when I was married, I've met friends and had and wanted to introduce their husband to my husband, and mm-hmm. it didn't always work. So then right. it would be kind of awkward, like yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. But when the kids play well, yeah. the kids play better than the adults. <laughs> Are they like they around the same age? My daughter's a year younger than her daughter. Yep, a year my younger. My son is a year younger. Kai is seven. seven, yeah. Two. Two years younger. That is so yeah. crazy. So it's it's a, my kids are older, but it's kind of like big sister, 
little sister. sister. Big so there are big things in store for you guys because this isn't a happenstance. Everything happens for a reason. Speak on it, please. Yes. Speak on so. it. You're about <laughs> it in the edit. Honestly, that's the energy. That obviously, is. and we we have a manifestation. In, you know, when we first started this a whole manifestation <laughs> document. Do. When we started, you're like, look, these are the things that we're gonna put on paper. I love it. These are the things that we want to accomplish, and these are the things. These are just like how we're going to operate yep. moving forward, mm-hmm. right? You know, if all the things that we want come to fruition then these are the pecs that we're going to make with each other yes. so that like when those things do happen the relationship stays intact because Absolutely. i think that's the most important, important thing. thing yeah definitely the most important thing and so you know we've only been i don't even know has it been a year yet since we've been doing this no so we launched in like late november early december yeah and i mean we've just been getting so many just hits. I mean, even sitting here, being here with you, like yeah. when we first saw you, yeah, like, we were like, oh, we should meet up. We should, yeah. Yeah. we should get together, you know? And that was just like, just to connect so we <laughs> could learn, connect, right? Exactly. exactly. And now here we are behind the mic. Here we are, you know, <laughs> on so your podcast. All the things that we're like, have been manifesting mm-hmm. and talking about are, you know, slowly starting to yeah. happen. And it's such a, an exciting ride. It's it really so exciting. Is. It really yeah. is. And we have moments where we look at each other and we're like, bitch, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? <laughs> Are we, like, are we serious right now? Like these are the, the job that pays us really right. wants us to do our job no, today. Suffering. The job that pays us for <laughs> suffering. Right. This is the passion exactly. right here. But the, exactly. Yes. This is the passion. This is such a passion project. And this is the work for me personally. Yes. And I yeah. know I can speak for you on this. But when when we wake up and we 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 text at the morning, we she texts me a sunshine, I text her the chickadee coming out of the egg, <laughs> and we start talking about the podcast, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, okay, what's the real for today? Yes. What's the post for today? And that's the stuff where like my eyes light up. I know her eyes light up. It's top of mind for both of us. Yes. What's not top of mind is what's in that Outlook inbox. What's the first meeting of the day? Yeah. No. What's top <laughs> of mind is what's that post? What's that reel? When is this clip going to be ready? What's the caption? And we we love this. Yeah. We genuinely yeah. love Love this. And what so. we talk about, I mean, this is us. And when we started, we said we wanted it to be genuinely mm, us. us. And, you know, now we get caught up in like the clips because the clips are just like, yeah, like bait. <laughs> but what we tell people is you have to listen to the entire yes. episode. Yeah. To get an idea this is what we're drawing we your attention to. Exactly. Exactly. Go click on the full episode. Right. Yes. That's why we always say link in bio. <laughs> yes. uh, follow for more. But right. like. For, and that's the the truth of it is that like you gotta you gotta get the interest you gotta capture the audience yeah. really quickly but you know you hope that that translates into listens that translates into downloads yeah and translates into opportunities like this so Instagram is now you know monetizing reels mm-hmm. um so we're pushing reels a lot um but have you guys seen success through any particular social platform for the podcasting? In terms of monetization? Well, not necessarily monetization, but growing growing the podcast. Yes. Yes. Social media is such an interesting beast yeah. because it's a necessary evil. Yes. Um, you, as we said earlier, you have to make sure that you are putting the information out there that's going to attract the audience. And right now, what the audience wants to hear and see is, you know, salacious shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the stuff around substance. They want to see drama. They want they want chaos. Yeah. And um, that's hard. They want to be mad. Yeah. They want they want to be mad. They, they want mess. They, they want, want mess. mess. Yes. That's perfect. A perfect way to say yeah. it. And so um, 
we we have moments of mess, yeah. right? We have moments of mess. Um, <laughs> it's real messy, right? So messy, so messy. Um, and so that that does work. And you know, we have a segment on our on our podcast called "What's Poppin'," where we we just talk about the mess. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it it's a fun it's a fun part of our of our of our podcast. Yeah, um, but it's it's not the entire podcast. Yeah. So when you look at our our um, Instagram feed, you'll see reels that absolutely capture the dynamic that is, I think, really unique around um, our What's Poppin' um, and the comedic just perspective that we all have to and what's going on. we all have on. different personalities yeah. and different perspectives about yeah. what's happening. So exactly. Yeah. Um, but we also take about 30 minutes of our podcast to talk about very relatable topics yeah. to women who are wearing many hats, who mm-hmm. are wanting to figure out how to be successful at wearing all those hats and not lose their sense of self and still yeah. maintain a level of authenticity while doing it. And that's that I think is where our true passion lies. Mm-hmm. It's in having those conversations that allow us to inspire women, empower right. women. And by no means do we have it all figured out. Right. Uh, we are we are still figuring learning and figuring it out as we go. <laughs> But like that's where our true passion lies is having those conversations and it hopefully is. having an impact on one 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 exactly and that's what I told her I was like look we're not on the podcast talking about stuff that we don't know yeah we're talking about our experience okay so let's talk about some of the topics Mm -hmm. that you guys dive into because you did say you studied HR management Mm -hmm. marketing let's talk about some of the things as an entrepreneur that you guys are familiar with yeah so uh like Kelly I'm in HR as well um and uh been doing it for a long time and HR is Everywhere, any it's type everywhere. of vital business, mm-hmm. you yeah, need it. you need HR, yeah, and yeah. that's the reason why I went into the field in the first place. And then, and, you know, when I was in grad school, I was like, okay, I am majoring in my, I'm getting my master's in business, mm-hmm. but I took a, a HR management class, and I was just like, oh, I like this. And and what drew me to it even more is the fact that I would be able to help people that look like me, because yeah. I know for me, coming out of college, it's very difficult to get a job. Uh, let alone a, a pre-George job. Pre-George Floyd, though. Because yeah. now, listen, if you black, you brown, you, you person of color, and you want to get into but corporate America. But it's still America, important to have, like, somebody that is it better like now? in the room and has, it's who has to sit okay. at the table. It's easier yeah. because of, you because know, all of, of the efforts around diversity, and equity, I and left inclusion. corporate America yeah. after the pandemic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't, exactly. After 2021, I didn't go back. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to hear that corporate America is now more in tune with oh, hiring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, I mean, I've had the pleasure of working for um, multiple uh, large companies, and I've mm-hmm. always been in a position where even pre-George Floyd, um, diversity was a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was of importance. Right. Um, that always stopped at a certain level. Mm-hmm. I think that the conversation has been more concentrated and there have been more actionable items and things that have happened yeah. towards addressing diversity, yeah. equity, and inclusion. And so yes. I see the trend and how it has turned, but I've always been at a company, thankfully, a very liberal and open companies right. that have invested money and resources mm-hmm. into um, DE&I. Yeah. That's how I got into it basically, in college, basically. Mm-hmm. I love that you guys are the faces when, if someone has, so, so for me, for instance, I worked in oil and gas for a little while, mm-hmm. or about I 10 years. Too, yeah. And um, 
there was a point, you know, I worked for executives and sometimes I'd come in and they'd say, Lisa, can you go get me some coffee? And these are good old boys. That's yes. how they talk. Yes. Mm -hmm. Lisa, what kind of shoes? Are, don't right. ever wear flats again. Right. You look better in five right. inch heels. Right. Oh, no. These yes. were the conversations. So I remember, no, you know, just kind of, <laughs> right. I remember kind of joking and, t and explaining that to my partner. And he says, you're being sexually harassed. You need to go talk to HR. And mm -hmm. I was like so nervous. Yeah. And I remember talking to them and, and they're just like, Oh, you know, they, they're just joking. They don't. But if I, when I, when there was a black girl there, mm -hmm. I was talking to her and she says, come, come see me on Monday. I talked to her about it at the Christmas party. Mm -hmm. We're drinking and right. super come see me on Monday. We're going to do something about this. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's different when, yeah. you know, because we don't walk around. The cultures make a difference and it having does. a face, a familiar face or mm -hmm. having someone from your culture, knowing that's unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. Whereas a white person or a, person of a different nationality might be you know it's just oh you know right. yeah it's, it's different just, it's just toby being toby, toby yeah yes. well that's a problem yeah toby, toby's I, a problem i <laughs> could come to hr and say something to you that would make perfect sense to you mm -hmm. right. from my perspective right. and you would completely identify mm -hmm. with it as opposed to me talking to someone before right. and not having any identification and yeah. them not understanding and I, also the flip side I, of that is also being able to speak up for other african-american particularly, I mean, minorities, of course, but specifically African-American, because a lot of times our culture, the way we speak, mm -hmm. the way we react to situations and handle mm -hmm. things is misconstrued. Mm -hmm. And so having a seat at the table to be able to provide a different perspective on what the masses may be thinking mm -hmm. or talking about is, mm -hmm. is very pivotal and it's very important because if there's not someone there who can relate to what's going on or who mm -hmm. can identify mm -hmm. with what's going on, you're at a disadvantage. Right. right. So I love that aspect of it too. And then that's the flip side of what you were saying. Yeah. And also you need a voice in the room when you're not able to be in the room, especially Absolutely. if you're early on in your career and having the ability to connect with a familiar face. And even if it's just like, hey, Nicole, I want to get on your calendar for 15 minutes just so that you and I can have a conversation and I know who you are. Right. right. And then when we get into a room and they're talking about, oh, promotional opportunities or pay increases, I can now be an advocate for you and a voice for you. Um, and to get your point, Kelly, you know, if there are things, well, maybe she talks like this yeah, or sometimes, you know, she just looks yeah. like she can't be bothered. She's not, she doesn't have a sense of urgency and uh, yeah, just all the things, all the corporate things. Yeah, yes, we can contextualize that. Exactly. We can contextualize that. Yeah. And, and that tends to go very far. It and does. I was in oil and gas for, for 10 years as well. And, um, while the money was long and the checks were big, <laughs> right. um, there were a lot of times where I was like, "Money oh, long, yeah. like this just does not feel like this yeah. is where I need to." It be. didn't feel after a while. It didn't feel healthy. I made mm -hmm. a lot of money. I worked there for a long time, and then I finally said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna start working for myself." I yeah. became an event planner yeah. in Vegas, but because of the field that you guys are in, does that? have anything to do with the communication yes. the way you talk on the podcast. Yes, it does for me. <laughs> it does for me. Because, and I'll say this. Um, <laughs> I mean, me too, though, because to there's, there's, there's a, but there's an HR language that is kind of roundabout right. that we have to talk in like mm -hmm. every day. Yes. And so I do feel like I speak in a very roundabout way and not as direct as maybe I would behind closed doors. Yeah. And me, when I am having these conversations, I feel the need to not necessarily be as censored. And so, yes, I do have 
buyer's remorse sometimes yeah. after the recording. And I'm like, shit, should I have said that? Um, but do you guys do it live or do you go back and make edits? We don't make, no, we don't make edits. Oh my God. One take, child. Oh my gosh. But you know, sometimes, you know, the champagne doesn't help. <laughs> oh, we're not, <laughs> saying, but we're not <laughs> saying anything about our company. Yeah, we don't, we don't mention, we, we always don't. say like, you know, we work for yeah. large Fortune 100 or Fortune 50 companies. Okay. So, I'm, I mean, unless that's, you know, unless you're trying to hunt yeah. me down on LinkedIn, you're not going to know where you're I work. Know what I, yeah. But, um, yes. Oh, that's I, a good point. I didn't even think about yeah. that. Oh, and geez. you can't go private on LinkedIn, right? So <gasps> Maybe I'll delete that. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, no, my, Okay. Not yet. <laughs> but yes, eventually. That's the goal. Um, but yeah, it absolutely has, plays an impact in on how freely we speak yeah. um, about certain topics. I think there was one time where I went completely off the rails and if my employer heard it, not because I was saying anything about the employer, mm-hmm. but the what I said, Your views, yeah. it was probably something that goes against like- It could uh, just, it, I think it could have them question how capable of an HR professional I am, okay. right? And so- And you kept it. Yeah, yeah kept yeah. it, let it ride. No one said anything yet. And that was season two, so. Wow. <laughs> I did an interview with a girlfriend who's a media relations, uh, corporate media, and um, Adam was asking us about the COVID shot Mm -hmm. and our opinions on that. And Mm -hmm. that was like, you know, right after coming out of. And so, you know, we were just voicing our opinion and it's poison in there. We were just, you know, having fun, drinking. Mm -hmm. And then when she got home, she said, you know what, Adam, can you take that out? Adam says, we're live. We don't make edits. And we, (laughs) I was just like, Adam, I feel bad, you know, if she gets in trouble. So Adam politely Mm -hmm. removed that part. But... Um, are there any topics that are off or everything goes? Do, do you guys say like, we're not going to discuss this? Yeah, so I, I discuss everything. You, okay, okay, good. Okay. But in, in, in a very roundabout way, okay. like I am not going to go just overboard in, in what I say. I'm very thoughtful. Now, sometimes maybe when the alcohol gets in, but that's usually at the end and we're talking about yeah, that's what's That's normally popping. what's popping. That's what's popping. And that's, <laughs> you, that's popular when you popping. unleash. Popping. Exactly. But if I, that's when I unleash. But we're talking about popular <laughs> culture at that point. Like, we're Are not, you, did you stop drinking with us? No, my cup, y'all. Y'all, did, y'all had two, three cups. Y'all gave me this one ring ass <laughs> cup. I can't, there's nothing else that can go in here. You want this one, the second one? else that can go in here. You want the bottom of this one? Yes, because first of all, <laughs> yes. and then, you, and then you, ooh, this ooh. one here to keep it to keep okay. it solid. Grab me that one, please. This will keep it full. Okay, thank you. Because the way I'm struggling. There you go. I'm gonna, <laughs> okay. I'm pour me up. Here. So yeah, so things that I know that kind of go against the principles of the company, mm-hmm. like obviously race, mm-hmm. uh, gender, uh, sexuality, all those things. I try to be very cautious mm-hmm. when I speak about it. It's not that it's off topic, okay. But I won't say anything that's too brash that'll like you know get me in trouble in in from a corporate perspective, like a company perspective, my yeah. job. Um, but my, they're not checking for me, child. Your they, job isn't checking for you. They're not checking for me. But they're really not checking for. Me. You're not necessarily PC. No, we're no. not. I mean, there was a quote that I said. I mean, we just gonna say. I said masturbation is a form of mindfulness. But see, that's personal. That's a I'm personal about thing, right? That company that could use against right. you. Oh, right. But she was asking just in general. Yeah. In okay. Topics is anything off limits, right? Yeah. And so, you know, there are certain things that, like, I like for I don't really go into detail just around like my marriage, right? right? I don't really go into detail around that. Like, I don't go into too much detail around my kids. I feel like, yes. at the end of the day, 
I love those that things you're are off that. limits. Those yes. are off limits. And I know you do the same. Like we talk at a very high level. Our kids played. We went to a birthday party or we had the kids over, did a pool yes. party. But that's really the extent of it. Like I'm not going to de- into details around like fights that I have with my partner yes. or anything like that. No. That but- is a cool thing just just in general as a woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I have I have guests that come on my show and I interview guests and the show's called In Their Closet. So I like for people to share what their their thoughts are, their right. deep, dark yeah. um bring them out. But a lot of times, so I went through a divorce and I would get asked questions sometimes about my ex-husband. And I just said, you know what? I would want him to speak mm-hmm. only the best way of me. So right. I prefer when I do talk about him, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. cause people are like, why you divorce him? If it's, if he was so amazing right. every time you're talking about, but I just don't want, I have nothing negative that I want to say about him. Right. And, yeah. and the same thing goes for my, my family. Yeah. There's just certain things I protect. Yeah. Certain things. Um, I don't want to just, you know, like even when it comes to social media, there are just certain pictures I don't want to yeah. share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, I'm so glad that some things, even though like, We'll talk about, you know, whatever. Some things are off limits. Yeah. Some things are off limits because, like I said, the social media beast is ruthless. And so what we know to be true is we post a story or we post a reel. We tag our individual pages so that we can share it. When you go to our individual pages, you're going to see things, right? And you'll see my kids. You'll see, you know, your kids. Since we started this podcast, I've been really intentional to not post my kids as much mm-hmm. um, just because, again, I don't want them being subjected to anything nasty that social media at times can, yes. can, can I guess, introduce. And I just know me, like, come from my family, like, yes, all bets off, gloves <laughs> off. So um, that that's kind of where I draw the line. But I think for me, this journey has been so important, um, because it's allowed me to really find my authentic voice. Mm -hmm. Um, and biting my tongue, um, doesn't allow me to be as authentic, um, as I want to be and I I need to be for this. And when you have a microphone in front of you, you it's our job, it's our gift to talk. Yeah. And if we're, we're critiquing and watching our words, we can't be our authentic selves. And that's what I was just going to say. I think we talk about our, our experiences, mm-hmm. right? And we're authentic about that. But we're just not like, oh, girl, my husband did mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, B, C, D. Like, we talk about our experiences. We'll do that off the mic. Off but the right. Right. <laughs> but not on the mic. Right. 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 So what we're saying are based <laughs> off of our experience, some past, mm-hmm. some present, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. we won't give details yeah. about who, right. no specifics. Right. Even when we did an episode of, I can't remember what we did an episode about, like, but we were talking about exes and like, I th- obviously was not going to name exes, but I like referred to one as the St. Lucian and the other as Mr. New York. Right. Yeah. So, like we just, you know, we, yeah. we just, it's important to protect those that are in your yeah, life. That, exactly. <laughs> is this, those a, from is your this past a girlfriend thing? Because my girlfriends and I, when we're talking about guys, it is, we have, we have names <laughs> oh. like, you know, Coke bottle. Yeah. Um, Mr. Pib. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Mr. Clean. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yes. It is Rover. It is we have w. names. I don't, we don't walk around being like, you know, uh, Michael said, I, right. I don't know people's names. Right. Right. Yeah. I think you, Emojis and nicknames, right? I think it allows you to like kind of say what you want without putting that person or or putting other people in your business too much. Oh, this is is so insane. You can meet him and never know it. And not just out of 10, the like whatever the nickname is, it's it's a good thing, right? So you like whatever it could be, it could be like. 
eyes, right? And yeah. You see that person, oh, wow, yeah, no, I get the nickname. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they got a cock eye, you, you get the nickname. I hope you're not talking to nobody. Oh, my friend would be talking to somebody with a cock eye chest. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so I have seen some of the salacious clips that you guys have shared. Oh, my God. So I want to talk about a few of them. Okay. okay. And I, the first one I want to start with, because it's a really good topic, and I think that we can delve into it a little. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim, <laughs> Kim talked about, you know, women working hard, yeah. and uh, that comment went viral. And you guys had a guest, I believe, on when you guys were talking about mm-hmm. that. Um, and I think she shared some statistics even. But... What was your opinion on Kim's perspective when she was saying that, she, you know, first of all, people don't think that Kim is a hard worker because of the reality TV right. show yeah. that that maybe her perspective was from a privileged yeah. um, perspective. So, yeah. so what, what what I'd like to share with my audience what you guys were saying. So her comment was like women just need to get off their, get their ass, ass and work. Yeah. Right. Um, you want to go first? <laughs> yes, because I'm not going to be as thoughtful. I, I, like, I am not. Because first of all, I think, she hates when we talk about the Kardashians. I, yeah, she can't stand I it. really cannot stand pop culture. I engage just for the fuck of it because it's a part of our show what's happening right. and we post those clips. But and I, they probably I, come I up a lot. They do. Comes, yeah, they, they so do. Much. More than she likes. Um, I think she's privileged. Uh, I think she's privileged. I think to a certain degree, you know, us as women, beautiful women are privileged. Yeah. I think she does have a high level of, of privilege. And I don't, I think that she lives a very good life. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, and she and I talk about this all the time, like our backgrounds, right. And like where she came from and her family dynamic mm-hmm. and, and mine. They're different. They're different. They're really right. Different. They're really different. And so I, I don't <laughs> agree with she, with what she said, because I am of the understanding that a lot of people cannot pull themselves by the, up by the bootstraps mm-hmm. and just make it to, Uber celebrity mm-hmm. like she did. It takes a lot of support um, and it takes having people in your corner, people pushing you. You know, there are people um, who don't have food to eat, don't know where their next meal are coming from, being abused. And, you know, there's just so much going on in the world. And mm-hmm. no, that's not my story. Mm-hmm. I can empathize with that because I know that it happens every day. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely, I think it was stupid. I think it was out of touch. Um, again, I don't like talking about them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I, on a flip side of that, I think that, you know, getting what you want out of life does take a certain degree of hard work. Yes. And even though I did have all of the things growing up, I still had to work for everything that I had. Right. And it was not overnight. Like it took me years, years. to build up. It was like building block mm-hmm. right to get to where i'm at now at 40 yeah and i think a lot of people do want like the microwave success but that that does not happen right very often if right. at all yeah. right and so i do understand the value of hard work as well mm-hmm. and that's my two cents on that it's very humbling doing a lot getting your podcast out making interviews going into the studio recording you know, putting makeup on, being mm. present. Oh my God. So, the makeup, and the then, fashion, the, the makeup. The makeup, all and of then, it. Just. And then presenting your podcast and you get 20 views, yeah. 100 yeah. views. Mm-hmm. But but that's a part of, you got to get one of you before you get 1,000. Exactly. Before you get 100,000. Yeah. Yes. So it, it is a humbling experience. It's it is. very humbling. We started at like family members and friends at five. Really? Like, we literally. did. Like, we did. And we were like, can you, do you remember like when we had like two or three people watching our story? And we were yeah. just so excited. And we were just so excited. And so, yes, it is humbling, but we grind our asses off because not only do we have like 
nine to fives. We work, mm-hmm. all, you know, and we're moms. We're moms. And like have, we're wives. wives. Moms, wives. Yeah. yeah. Business owners. You need to tap into that. Yeah. So there's so many layers yes. to mm-hmm. our lives. And, you know, doing what we do to put on this podcast is not easy. Like you said, the makeup, the hair, the outfits, the editing. Funding the studio. Funding time. the studio. Yeah. All that of the plays stuff into, on social media. Mm-hmm. That's that a whole into, line item. That's a lot. That plays into that comment about Kim. I'm going to circle mm-hmm. back, but yeah. let's yeah. hear you, Nicole. So, <laughs> you know, my opinion is a little bit different. So Kelly described, you know, yes, we have two different backgrounds. I'm the product of two migrants from Jamaica and like, they came with nothing. We had nothing. I grew up with very little. I won't say nothing, but mm-hmm. with very little. Okay. Um, but the focus was on education. The focus was on making sure that you were nose down in a book so that you could have the life that you have today. Yes. Right. And so I um, feel very blessed that, that that was the one thing my parents knew. Like, we can't give you all the things, but what we can do is fund an education yes. for you so that you can eventually afford all the things. Yes. <laughs> all the things. Um, so when I hear what Kim Kardashian said, I, I do agree that it is important that you you grind. It's important that you hustle. It's important that you put the work in. I do think that there's context, mm-hmm. right? And you also, you look at the world today mm-hmm. um, and you look at the city girl like culture, yes. right? Oh my you goodness. look at um, the fact that there are a lot of women who are just trying to get flued out yes, um, and get bags, <laughs> yeah. get, get trips and shoes and all this and not have to work to do that. These shoes, these red bottoms, these like <laughs> these look like the so Kate Louboutin is um <laughs> are um but you know these are self-funded, yeah. right? Like these were not like a purchase that some man, like my some man, but that, you know, my husband got me. No, like he was with me when I got them, <laughs> but I bought them. Uh, my card got ran. So I I do understand the comment in that context, yeah. right? But I do agree with what you're saying, Kels, in that she came up in a, she was born into privilege. And yeah. so when you're born into privilege and you don't, you don't really know what hard work is. And yeah. in her mind, she really believes that she worked. She works, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a Kardashian historian. She really believes, <laughs> oh, I walked at my, I worked at my father's uh, law firm and, Gosh, you know, I, like, my, listen, my first she's job was, about my, she's she delusional worked. about the way she came okay, up. Okay. So I'm going to come back to my comment <laughs> that mm-hmm. I slid in there earlier, mm-hmm. you know, putting on makeup. Getting dressed. You got a glam squad. Putting your kids. You got a stylist. That you pay. You got a nanny. Right. <laughs> but but for women who have money, who have who have chefs, who cook, mm-hmm. who have housekeepers, that's what money is for. Right. You start yeah. delegating those responsibilities. Mm-hmm. It doesn't oh, mean like, delegate. it doesn't mean like I'm going to just relax. Right. right. Because I do feel like the Kardashians work. I, mm-hmm. I've seen some of the exercise that they do in the gym. Oh, God. People, no, 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 no. We have a whole joke with our trainer about this and the the piss poor movements with those five pound weights. No, no. there is a wheelbarrow. One time I saw, one time I saw. Okay, please, because. One time I saw Chloe doing it. It's a wheel, it's a single wheel and two handles on it. And she would roll on it from her knees on her abs and roll back up. I was like, okay, if Chloe can do it, I can do it surely. I hurt something oh, just yeah. trying to like they're they're actually in their exercising now. Did they pay for their bodies? What Absolutely, you, what, no pain, oh, <laughs> no gain. That, that, you gotta that, maintain, right. right. You, you gotta maintain, right. 
maintain those bodies, but does just because you go and pay for your body doesn't mean that you don't have to go to the gym. Oh, absolutely. No. Because oh, so if so you're true. doing a if you're doing a, a model photo shoot for Vogue, does that mean getting up at five o'clock in the morning is not hard work? Sitting there and letting people do your your makeup, you've got to show up on time. The reason why I fully agree with Kim when she was making that statement is when I started this podcast, I started it with the intention of three other girlfriends working with me. Mm-hmm. They were constantly like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. It was so hard for me to get four women together at the same time with the same yeah. goal. Yeah. And even since then, um, just working with, I've noticed my work ethic is, di- I want it mm-hmm. really bad. Yeah. My work ethic is a little bit different from other people's mm-hmm. where yeah. I don't fault them, but I do understand why some things come to me. I'm not afraid to go late mm-hmm. or come in early. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to, yeah. you know, do certain things. Yeah. Now, is someone doing my makeup? Is someone paying, you know, is someone doing my hair? Or if I come and do something, are those things being taken care of for me? Yes, but I work really hard to even get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and I'm and i a certain kind of person where I'm not going to pay for likes. I'm not going to pay for follows. So yeah. I'm working really that hard, hard right. to mm-hmm. grow my... So you, you'll you see me in a picture with a rapper. You'll see me in a picture with... Am I getting special favors for that? No. Mm-hmm. But if you're on the outside looking in, you probably could you have a think. perception yeah. of who you think I am. Yeah. You could have an understanding of maybe I paid for body parts so when I'm riding a bike in the park, I'm really not working out as hard because, mm-hmm. you know, I pay for this body. I work really hard for this body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that our perspective on hard work is probably relative. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a girlfriend who is from Houston, moved to L.A. and was in the mall and met a famous comedian, mm-hmm. actor. And a few um, years later, they were married. She has beautiful children now. Mm-hmm. And those children have grown up in a privileged life in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But... It would be really, it would be really hard for me to see them successful. And then people say, well, you're only successful because your father was a famous comedian. Mm-hmm. Right. Those girls are studying. They're getting their college yeah. education. They get up and go to work and they, they're earning, you know, <laughs> all of that themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they were to take off after that, is it because their father was, has a star or is it because after that foundation was laid, they've maintained it? They've grown it, and this is who they are today. That's yeah. my argument. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was yelling at my phone when I was watching it. <laughs> okay. okay. Now, the girls, your friends' girls, they worked for it, right? But their dad and their mom afforded them the opportunity to be able to go to school, no worries, probably not have to work, and all they really have to do is just focus on their studies. Right. Right? That's one thing all in itself. Kim Kardashian... I am not saying that she does not work hard. Like, literally, the photo shoots that even we have to do with our camera phones are a lot. The ring light. The ring light. It's it's a lot for me. Like I I get it. It's a lot. But there's there's something to be said about growing up with privilege and to be able to be in a position where people are able to put you on. And that's not even just for, like, the uber rich. That's just, I mean, that's for, hell, even my life. It's about who you know. My mama always did that. It's about who you know. Right. So if you grow up in Come Hollywood, on, Louisiana. I heard that. You heard it, it, it came out. It came out. It's, it's who you know. It's who you know <laughs> at the end of the day. And so if, if you grow up with, from day one, in a life of luxury, privilege, opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a historian. You saw who she, I mean, all of her friends, mm-hmm. whoever she was around from the very early age, I think it helped. I didn't say that she didn't work hard. I think the comment that she made was out of touch. Because she doesn't have the experience of a lot of women in America. A lot of women don't have the opportunity to grow up 
privileged or have the opportunity for someone to support them. Or just don't have access don't to have the access opportunities to, because exactly. when you they, tend to be privileged and wealthy, there's just more opportunity that's available, available for, for you. you to choose from. Exactly. Exactly. It seems like that. But we heard R. Kelly's daughter say there are jobs that she's not getting because of who her father is. She's well, not able to sing. Be- the doors are closing. So I was listening to The Breakfast mm, Club and they said when so she started off singing, they wouldn't give her those jobs because her dad is R. Kelly. And that would be helping her, giving mm-hmm. her a silver spoon. Mm-hmm. Now that her dad's in all this trouble and it's come to light, she can't get the job because of who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When does privilege work and when does it not work? And when do we get to say you're privileged and it's okay Ooh, or it's not question. okay? Well, first of all, we're talking about white and black. Now, there's there's a difference there. Now, there, there is. Like, like white, a, Kardashian, black, white Kardashian, black, black Robert R. Kelly. Kelly. Well, I can, okay. give yes. you, I can give you more examples. But <laughs> give me some affluent black people, girl, that's, that's, that children, that, that children. Okay, Magic Johnson and his children. Yeah. Right? So I'm not going to say that they don't work. I'm sure EJ works very hard at whatever life he's trying to curate for himself. And his daughter, Elijah, has her sunglass line. She's really cute. But all that stems from the privilege that they grew up with with having Magic Johnson as their dad. But it would be hard for you to have the privilege and not assist your children because you of have course, you, you have this to. addition. Right. Yes. White people do it every day. Right. So yeah. what's wrong when what's wrong when your parents have gone before you and can give you the proper skills so that you can be just as successful? What's wrong is when you have a warped mindset to say people who are not successful don't work hard. That's the problem. Is that what she said, though? I don't think she said that. I listened she, to the she, full comment. She said, she, get off your ass. She, she said, pull yourself up. She she told you to get up and work hard. But get you know what? I, I, want, I want the girls that I hang out with to get up and get out and work hard. Like, I'm tired of doing this by myself. Yeah. Or you got to cancel the podcast. Well, this is paid for. Like, am yeah. I going to get some money back from you? Well, yeah. I, you know, I don't feel like doing it. It's raining today. I yeah. want to stay home. Yeah. We, we've already committed the to the space. PR. Yeah. yeah. We've already, we have events that we're going to. They've counted us. We yeah. can't not show up to their red carpet yeah. because, and you know, we don't feel like getting gas and stopping. That's valid. And, and uh, you're not getting valid. Yeah, right. No, that experience I don't want to pump gas yeah, and, <laughs> in the rain. Yeah, I'm not here to negate that because for all intents and purposes like we vibe off of like you know that's not my that's not my story mm-hmm. right yeah. so your story is very valid so I can see why yeah you may I was feel so the way passionate that, about yeah, it yeah I can see why you may feel the way you do because if I were in that situation I would probably feel the same way yeah but that's not my story so I'm looking at it from a little bit of a different perspective Nicole I mean I think I think at the end of the day the comment was insensitive and I think she needed to contextualize it mm-hmm. and I believe that um, but it was salacious because it was a part of a full interview, a full and they interview. only cut that part. But right, they, they knew what they were doing, just like with the reel that we had. Right. Where I said, "What, what is a what can we do with a hundred thousand dollars?" The whole world that, fell into that salacious comment. Of course, well, I, I wish the whole world fell into that salacious comment that I made. But a, <laughs> a, a lot of folks did on the internet fall into that salacious comment or question around what is a hundred thousand dollars going to do. For oh my you gosh. and I, if we, if you are trying to be a high value man, so what I do know context. is that context is key. Yeah, yes. and to your point, there were probably ninety two minutes worth of you know yeah. commentary, and yeah. then that one little moment, yeah, the clickbait moment, yeah, um, is what set got, everybody off. Got that posted was and set it off, and yeah. I think that I'll say this: of of all the Kardashians, you know, I, I ride hard for Chloe. Um, but really, but I do I ride hard for Chloe because I feel bad for her. But <laughs> but but I probably relate. Sorry I do feel sorry homework. for her. I feel sorry for Chloe. 
But I do, um, I do based on what they allow us to see because it's yeah. a very curated machine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this that this one strikes me as odd that this one was able to get out, right? Because the Kardashians curate and manage everything that's released around them. Yeah. And the fact that this got out and there's so much spin, I'm, it's shocking. What came out of that though? Like, was there like a line or a launch? It was all product? the sisters being interviewed and yeah. the mom. Yeah. Was, like, there. was there like a product launch? They were, were doing the, sh- the show. They were oh. promoting the show. The show and like, was it, who was it? Was it Vogue, Vanity Fair? I don't remember. Some some magazine was oh, interviewing them. But I saw that um, the Fashion Bomb Daily mm-hmm. with Claire Summers, mm-hmm. she made a beautiful point and she shared it and she explained how she was from the islands mm-hmm. and from Bahama and how her parents sent her to Harvard and how she identified with Kim's point. And Claire was one of the first people that came on my podcast. I manifested Aww. that mm-hmm. she. I read her book, and she really encouraged me mm-hmm. from reading her her hard work mm-hmm. and all the stuff she went through. Yeah, I I love it when people are humble enough to say like I've gone through these horrible things, and yeah. this is where I'm at today, so that you don't feel like to be successful, everything just comes so easy. I'm there's a, a lot of there's a lot of work, and I think, and I also think too. I think the people people that are from the islands and like Nigeria, I don't think they have the same perspective as like African Americans. Mm-hmm. I think the perspectives are it's a lot different. different. And they don't understand, I feel like the plight of like African Americans and just why, you know, we can't just pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and get on with our yeah, lives. The systemic but, racism is a been, real thing. It's a real thing. And again, not not that it touches me or it has ever touched me my entire life. I grew yeah. up very privileged. Mm. But I also have a deep understanding of the issues in society and have empathy for what other people mm-hmm. face. Because, I mean, there are other people in my family. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's not too far removed from me. I, I'm blessed to God that my grandparents were who they were and my parents are who they are. Mm-hmm. And so, but I'm not too far removed from that other experience. And mm-hmm. so um, my perspective is a little bit different. Right now, what's trending is T.I. His son um, has been arrested and T.I. just posted a clip. He said, you know, please don't tag me to let me know that I need to raise my son better. His son, m- most people would say his son has been raised in a very privileged mm-hmm. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. He has the opportunities as a rapper, yeah. concerts yeah. and all that because of who his father is. Yeah. Um, his son has been arrested and T.I. says, you know, at the rate that my son is going, he'll end up in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the privilege, even though everyone yep. is, is, is clapping at Kim for being so privileged, Sometimes that privilege goes the opposite way. Yeah. 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 And I've, I've seen it personally. Like you want to give your kid everything because you didn't have it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes your kids grow up entitled or they don't understand the huge consequences to their actions because they've grown up in such a privileged lifestyle. You've always swooped in and took care of them. They don't understand Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something to be said about that. There is. But I also think that like, in a lot of cases, and probably more so with males, mm-hmm. um, especially within the black community, there might be a desire to just want to achieve or at least prove that you have a level of credibility. Yeah, right? that, and like, the street, street cred. Street cred. Street cred. And so yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if that was the case here, right? Where it's like, he yeah. to be a rapper. But we know your daddy was a real one. So right. it still is. So like, look, the apple don't fall that far from the tree, child. So live, literally live your life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> live your best but life. But to your point, it could, act, it could actually <laughs> it backfill could, yeah. and you could run the risk That's of true. having, um, you know, a child over index, right? Yeah. You feel the need to 
go so far. And there are unfortunately so many stories yeah, of celebrity yeah. kids, right? Um, on, drugs, white kids, black kids, exactly, yeah. exactly, who just do do too much to try and distance themselves from this world or unfortunate the world that they're in or unfortunately yeah. have too much access to the wrong type of opportunity. Too soon. And too soon. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, addiction's a real thing. And mm-hmm. so, and it doesn't have to necessarily be substance. Right? Now, I want to talk right. about another topic that you guys were speaking on, and that's the $100,000 mm-hmm. for high value. That's this one over here. <laughs> Ooh, I saw that. And I'm looking at the phone. <laughs> were a light. <laughs> the social media. Oh, that was big man. Oh, I was like 100 Are you kidding me right now? No. Okay, so let's talk about it. Right. Come mm-hmm. on, break it down for us, Nicole. Okay, well, so here's here was the perspective, right? Or here was the broader conversation, right? We were talking about, um, we were talking about like what the fuck's a high value woman because there's a lot of narrative right now around high value women, right? And so we really took an opportunity to kind of flip it within the conversation. And I know we're gonna have more discussions on it as the season progresses. But what's what really is a high value man? Because high value women, when you talk about it from a women's perspective we are focused more on how do we make sure that we, it's, it's more internal. Like how do we make sure that we are the best version of ourselves and we're pouring into ourselves and showing self-love mm-hmm. so that we can be ready to receive mm-hmm. the high, the, and, and attract and manifest the high value man. Mm-hmm. Um, but for men, it's really about like, she has to be fit. She has yes, to be it's all physical. She has to get in She has to get with the program, with the program. and all this program. shit. She needs her so, real hair. Yeah, all of the mess. <laughs> okay. The mess of the mess. It's in here, child. <laughs> <laughs> It's in here. Oh, um, they like the braids, right, They yeah. do. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we have hair. That's all that matters. Like, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but I hate. I hate. I hate hearing black men say that because right. as a culture of black women, we love our. We love messing with our mm-hmm. hair. That's a part of our culture. So, so to act like we need to have real hair, even right. if we have long hair, we go play with our hair. Right. We, yeah, and we just. It's fun because it's, it's fun. like you literally can take on a different personality. Like, and guess what? A white woman can't do that. I'm yeah. still high value right right, right my husband likes my natural hair though. he he will not he exactly. I, he will like he accepts me with, with whatever like mm-hmm. he has no whatever i mean he will say like why you got that shit in your hair but he prefers <laughs> <laughs> he prefers my natural hair but okay go ahead go ahead, go ahead. yeah so the, the comment really was around so when you listed some of the things on the short list of what makes a man high I value know. One of them was that they have to make six figures. And I like said three to five years of of consecutive yeah, six making, figures. consecutively making six mm-hmm. figures. And so I said, all right, so like a high value man who's making ninety nine thousand dollars for three years <laughs> like is 99. not considered ninety nine thousand. Are they not considered high value? But then, you know, said, all right, so if someone's making, let's just say, a hundred thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. um, are they considered high value? And I said, I believe, yes, you are considered high value, but if you are trying to live the lifestyle of what a high value man truly is and try to trying to attract a partner mm-hmm. a high value that is woman. of high value, I'm not sure what $100,000 is actually going to allow us. you and us yeah. to us. amass. Yes. And so the internet's hated that comment. Yeah. They hated it, the and they were like, "Well, what do you bring to the table?" I'm like, oh, "I hate that question." I'm like, "Well, actually, the, the table actually is what I'm bringing." <laughs> um, it, but the ones that the, the guys that get it get it, yeah, the guys get. that don't don't, right. and the girls that get it get it. I've I've noticed that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of um, lot of debate. 
Yeah. A lot of debate, a lot of, um, you and know. And she also said, you, it wasn't just $100,000, six figures. It was like in, where inflation is. Yeah. Like $100,000, like literally. After taxes in the state of Texas, that's $78,000. Are, are you shopping for groceries? Yeah. Are you going that's like, date? Um, like That's you, like check. You can still be paycheck poor. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're literally living from check to check. And yeah. in the state of Texas, where we have a tax rate of whatever the percentage is, with no state tax, that's $78,000 after taxes. Okay. In New York, in some of these states like California, California, yeah. California, oh, that's oh maybe thirty-four thousand right. dollars a year. Right. Child, you want eat, you want food stamps, EBT, right. WIC, right. and and th these are just facts. Yeah, these are just facts, and people get mad they about the facts. Emotional. They get yeah. they get emotional about the facts deep in their feelings well, about facts. Say a hit dog will holler. <laughs> a hit dog will holler. A hit dog will holler. So let me ask you: If your girlfriends came and they said, "I met this guy. He's great. He checks all the boxes. He's a school teacher here in Houston. Mm -hmm. um, he's a good man. He's a good man. Like you know, I I'm really liking him." Would you encourage that or would you say, girl, you can do so much better? How does, does he make you happy? Right. Does he make you happy? And if he yeah. makes you happy, then run with that. Love yeah. that man. Because at the end of the day, a high value man should not be confused with a good man. Right. And there are a lot of great men out there Let who me don't make additional context to this oh. too. Okay. Because when I did my research on the worldwide internet, mm -hmm. it was what Kevin's the, the late great the late, Kevin Samuels. Not the great, but the late. The late. The okay. Late. So the late Kevin <laughs> Samuels, that was his parameter. That was his short list. Man, that was his short list of what makes a man high value. Mm -hmm. And wasn't and so, that a hypocritical list in the end? Yeah. Yeah. That, it was. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's the, the irony. Whole point. A exactly. hit dog will holler. A hit dog will holler. And that was the whole point. So they missed yes. all of that conversation. They did. And they they just always listened. do. But I mean, that's the point of these snippets. Yeah. It's, so, it's to grab an audience. It's to get, and this is, I hate that we actually are feeding the beast yeah. but yeah. at the end of the day um these are these this is a part of the conversation that we have in our in our episodes um and i think that to answer your question at the end of the day if you have a friend who meets a school teacher but he's dicking you down he makes you happy he's he's making he's sure that you want for nothing he's a, he's a partner he's accountable yeah Yes. Be, Run, be, get on, get happy. on bended right, knee. Right. And ask that okay, wait a minute. There. That was the topic. Didn't you guys talk about women proposing? Now, did you just say get on bended no, knee? I, I, I know you didn't just I say was, that. I was yes, lying. I'm lying. I'm very much lying. Because I heard that podcast. No, that do not do get not on bended knee. knee. I mean, this. get up, get up, get up. Get up. Listen, Girl, we're not wait doing for that. The school teacher to propose. Yeah, we're not. We're not doing that. And and the context of that, even that that comment. Look, I my mouth. This is what I'm talking about <laughs> the context of that comment was hey at the end of the day yeah if you get on bended knee and ask this man to marry you and have a whole ring and open up a velvet box child, <laughs> Whoa. not a velvet box but this is this is what Whoa. it plays out to be descriptions are killing me right now Go you got to understand the power shift no yeah. you are in your masculine energy yeah no. you are chasing you are not attracting right and as women who, you know, I, I, I have grown up in my masculine energy. That yes. is that is something that I am continuously working on mm -hmm. to move away from that and to really just live in and love being more in my feminine energy. Yes. Um, and getting on bended knee to ask a man to marry me feels <laughs> like I am chasing something rather than Getting attracting. what God yeah. believes I I should be getting right, yes. and, and I'm attracting what I should be getting, and so 
if you want to show all of your cards, that's fine. But yeah. understand you are wearing the pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are wearing you the are boxers. the power. And you you'll probably the, have to maintain that for, yeah, you, yeah, right. for the rest of that relationship. Yeah. And, then, and then as a woman, there are going to be moments where you want to lean into that feminine. Yeah. And you just want to be like, hey, you take care of it. Right. That man's going to be like, I don't know what to do. Right. You've handled these moments and these things for years. So how, how do I know how to operate and handle things? Yeah. So... You got to understand what in that moment you getting what you want, what that means for you long term. Short term. And short term happiness, short-term. proposing to him yeah. to get the ring. And but, now that you've got the ring. And I, I'm sure all of us know lots of women who compromised their their self and their standards to get the ring only to be in a marriage that they hate. hate. Right. So the marriage isn't the end all be all. No. no. I think if you meet a great guy, if he checks all your boxes, it's not up to others to define what you value, right. what right. you think is best and what's important to you. I, I'm we starting to hate the word. We just had that conversation. I'm we starting to hate high value there. anything, high value yeah. men, high value mm-hmm. I'm high value because I know my worth. Mm-hmm. And my worth is is knowing that I deserve to be with someone who makes me happy mm-hmm. and yeah. who appreciates yes. me, and I want to reciprocate that to them. You know that <laughs> now we're now yes. we're high value. Together. I also learned a new word, soft. Mm-hmm. I love living in my soft. Yes, yes. So <laughs> we do too. We do too. We do too. Bigly. <laughs> <laughs> Again, having spent a lot of my life in my masculine energy. Yeah. At the tender age of 40 plus two, I am realizing that the soft life is for me. Yes. Living more in my feminine energy is where I thrive and where opportunity presents itself. The opportunities that I couldn't have even fathomed or like dreamt of when in my masculine energy, those opportunities are presented when I am attracting versus chasing. Yes. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You guys, we could sit up here and we talk could, all like, day We could talk right. all day long. Um, so I want my audience to remember, this is the Champagne Wives podcast, and you guys can follow them and support them. They're here in Houston, Texas. Yes. Hopefully, we'll be doing some live podcasts. Yes. Soon. yes. We can come out and support. Yes. So what can we expect from you guys in the future, and where can we find you? Okay, so what? what, what okay, so what? <laughs> two questions. Two questions. Okay. okay, what can you expect of shenanigans, honesty, authenticity, <laughs> vulnerability, uh, laughter, champagne? Um, those are the things that we're about fun. And, and fun. And we're just going to speak from our perspective. We're not here to be advice professionals. We're only speaking we're not from here to the judge your life. Yeah, we're only speaking from this the seat from which we sit. And I love so, that. Um, if that any of that resonates with you, then come on home, child. Yeah, and join the conversation. And you can find us on Instagram at Champagne Wives Podcast. Um, you can email us at champagnewives at gmail.com. and we're on Champagne Wives Podcast um, on Facebook, Facebook also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love the authenticity, the transparency. Sometimes you guys are just saying stuff, and I am like. <laughs> I love it I, because I, I, when I go out with my girlfriends, that those are the conversations we yeah. have. have yeah. And sometimes we have different opinions because yeah. of the backgrounds that we come mm. from, but it's nice to hear. I'm a preacher's kid. I didn't grow up with a lot of stuff. I like to hear my girlfriends 
teach me and mm-hmm. tell me things. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that I'm in a place where I don't have to judge them. I respect them. Yeah. I, I respect them because yeah. they've come from wherever they were at to where our paths cross and I can receive what they're saying. Yeah. So I love listening to you guys. I love listening to the different opinions Thank and I you. love, you know, you. Champagne Wives podcast. I'm glad that you guys are still going. It's so many podcasts that start. They don't keep going. That's so true. So that I had to give you guys a minute before I brought you on. I want to no, make sure. I know you want to make sure. <laughs> I know. No, but we just had this whole conversation because like in the car right up here, because there are so many podcasts that, you know, we, yes. we that started when we did. Yeah. And then you go check out their pages. Hey, it's, what's their followers all, looking like? Yeah. Like beat, we're on a break and that yes. was April. Right. And they still on a break. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, like this is a passion. And so we're going to make the investment. We're going to give the time. We're going to put yeah. the money that we need to put into it. And we know that this is this is something that connects with people. That we're supposed to be doing. And we're supposed to be yeah. doing and it. And the friendship, I think, is the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I think it is as lasting as long as it yeah. is. Because the friendship is... We actually is, like each we other. We actually <laughs> like each other. And that's yeah. of utmost importance yeah. to us. So, yeah. Huh? I love you too. You don't really ever say I love you. <laughs> I don't. I be here I don't. like, love you. I like, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd be like, love she you. She does. I know. I'll that say, I'll say love you with a, and I'll close the door and there's death at her. Hey, my hang up for this. My out on that. Lisa, I just said I love you. Not like, you know I love you though. Girl, you know this. I don't what, need to say what, it. Exactly. What do you say? What, what, what known too. doesn't need to be said. What's understood doesn't need to be explained. That's it. Yeah. That's right. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So how are the seasons set up? Like every week are we listening? Every month? Or what? What's going on? Every week. So we drop an episode on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. So every okay. Thursday. Now we do take a little break. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I mean, we have life that is being lived. Yeah. Good. But we, we do about like eight weeks on. Eight weeks on. Four yeah. weeks off. Okay. We're trying to shrink that down to three, but. Okay. The that, level. She won't let me. Um, when I started break. the podcast, I got some advice from Angela Yee. She said. Oh, was, she went to Wesleyan University. Oh, yeah. My English alma mater. Major. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was trying to do a new podcast every single week. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get guests to come on. I was getting burnt out. I was spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, seasons just help you take a break, pause. Yeah. yeah. Reacclimate your podcast, change topics. So we always take off right after the, when the holiday starts, we take off during the Thanksgiving holiday and then we come back the month after uh, in February because my birthday is in January. So we take a nice break and then we take off during the summer. Mm -hmm. It gives me a chance to recruit, meet people. I don't like to just meet people and bring them on the show. I like to charge. Yeah, recharge recharge and have my passion. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you guys take a break. So we'll know when you take a break, you'll be back. We'll be back. back. We will definitely be back. back. And, you know, we're, this is our third season. We're about two episodes in on our third season. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this is probably the most authentic, the most vulnerable yes. season that we're going to have. So, everything is just coming together. Yeah. Yes. Coming so together. happy to, to hear it. This. Thank you, Kelly and Nicole, for being on our show today. I'm so glad I finally got you on. I know. From just a <laughs> chance meeting in the culturally distinct <laughs> studios to now being on your couch. And we look forward to the opportunity to having you in one of I our seasons. I can't wait. Well. Yes, we have a lot sure. to talk about. Yes. yes, to be continued. You guys, tune in to Champagne Wives Podcast. And as always, I thank you for listening to In Their Closet. Bye. Bye.